and welcome to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie, the podcast about all the things that scare the shit out of us and a few things that don't. I'm Marie and this is my podcast, Becky. Hey. How are you today, Becky? I'm just fearing everything. What? You got to wait for me to ask you. <laughs> my God. But that's how I'm doing. That's my emotion. Okay. How am I doing? I'm doing okay, I guess. That's how I'm doing. All right. Moving on. What are you fearing today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fearing uh, that everyone I know is going on a diet and no one's going to be left having fun anymore. Right. We were talking about that (laughs) pre-show. So Marie, you're not drinking for two months. Is that what you're telling me? I might drink a little, but not, not very much. No, because I don't want the sugar. A lot of people drink vodka to take care of that because there's no carbs in vodka. That's but people are just slamming straight vodka they're putting vodka with carbs let me just i'm not advocating it i'm not doing it i'm not saying everybody should do it hold on i just know that some people do calories i'm looking this up in vodka i didn't say there's no calories i said there's no carbs okay so 100 what's 100 grams how many ounces i don't don't know know grams even though i talk like this so one fluid ounce of vodka so most people don't just have one ounce in their drink right they most drinks are about two ounces do you not want to hear this no it's fine okay (laughs) (laughs) one ounce of vodka is 64 calories okay so you do the math if i'm gonna have i'm not gonna just have one ounce of vodka that's no fun you're no fun I know. I know. No, I need to. I, I mean, unlike the rest of us, I need to cut back. And I definitely have plans to travel and try and fit into clothes. And I don't fit into any of my clothes right now. And I'm, prob- I'm pretty sure that our listeners are trying to hear me talk about that. But I will get better. I oh, look. I, the only thing I'm fitting into right now are some like uh, extra large Adidas pants I bought at Costco. So it's time to, it's time to maybe you bought pants at Costco. Yeah, that's pretty depressing, right? That I bought pants in Costco. Yeah, that might be a low point. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I'm not fearing that. I'm not fearing that. I'm not fearing that I'm overweight or anything. I'm not saying that because I don't like it when people who are, I don't like when people talk about that, like talk about themselves that way. Just do something about it or shut up, you know? So I'm trying to do something about it. And I'm starting, I'm actually starting a workout tomorrow. I have signed up for five workouts one every day uh monday through friday this week coming up so i'm doing it i'm finally Good doing for you. it i'm proud of back you. in the city hello dallas hello dallas hello um and so it's a lot easier to walk outside by the way it's so stinking beautiful here the weather's so beautiful we went to fort worth yesterday a bunch of us outside we were outside so it wasn't like we were being irresponsible we were outside and it was it was like 65 degrees and perfect so here I am, and this is a this is a new season in my life. I've decided. That's great. I'll be in Texas soon as well for a little. Yeah, but visit. you can come to Dallas. That's true. Maybe next time. Next time I'll come to Dallas. At some point, we're gonna actually see each other in person. Marie and I have this plan that, and that sometime maybe this summer, maybe we're we're gonna get together like some cabin and record fifty episodes in like three days. <laughs> That's totally gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Actually. Um, James's dad has a cabin in Rio Dosa. We could go there. I don't know. We have to find out what the internet situation is. Yeah, if they have good, that'd be that might be awesome. Just come yeah. up with all these topics and just fucking yeah. Them out. We can take bubble baths together and what? 
No. <laughs> I was just trying to think of like girl stuff we could do in the cabin. And you went to bubble baths? You're not even pillow fights? <laughs> pillow fights. I don't know where bubble baths came from. Sorry. <laughs> so that's so funny because what we're about to talk about is what you're, what you're fearing today. And you haven't met Elsie yet. She said today, she's like, I don't know if it sounds weird to tell you this, but I listen to your podcast when I'm in the say, bubble bath every night. I was like, that's fine. <laughs> but now that you're going to talk about what you're going to talk about, maybe we, we're fearing, are, are we also putting people to sleep? You know, I don't know. Is this? Because that's a this, thing, you know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it, so what are you fearing today? So I have a little lead in to what I'm fearing. I'm going to be a little coy here in the beginning. So James and I were driving to Texas. We like to listen to books on different things to entertain ourselves. And he said, hey, there's this New York Times podcast about Odessa. Um, Odessa was the first school in the nation to open after COVID. And they opened early. They opened like, I don't know, three months after COVID began. And the, the podcast was basically about what happened. So this seemed like a fascinating thing to listen to. But for whatever reason, everybody in the New York Times podcast section takes on this weird affectation when they talk. And they slow down how they're talking extremely slow. Like the way James put it was, they say the word Odessa with like five syllables. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> Really? Really? Okay. So they're like, hello, and welcome to our show. Today, <laughs> we're going to discuss, I mean, it's literally like that. And I thought, well, maybe it's just this chick is weird that's doing it, right? But then they go to commercial yeah. and the people in commercial would talk like that too. And I was like, this is bizarre. And then I started thinking about NPR and, you know, you've seen SNL where they make fun of it, the NPR shows. Yeah. Like, do you see the sweaty, the sweaty balls? Yeah, thing? the sweaty balls, uh-huh. But particularly the NPR crowd, they've taken on this affect where they talk in this very slow, methodical, I think they've decided it's supposed to be like newsy, where they don't okay. take any position in their voice. And whenever I listen to it, it just lulls me to sleep. And I just think this is great material, but the presentation is just so off-putting to me. And then gotcha. it made me think about a growing phenomenon on the internet. <laughs> called ASMR. Have you ever heard of this before I mentioned it to you? Not exactly. I'd heard of something that people do that puts them to sleep, like some weird whisper thing or people who like eat ice cream really slowly. But it, to me, I, that's all I knew. And I was like, that sounds well, not something for me, but you do you. So no. When ASMR became really popular in like 2017, 2018, a lot of people in LA were talking about it. I think some place had Gal Gadot do ASMR as like a, a stunt. And James mentioned it to me because he has the opposite reaction to it that people who enjoy it have. Mm -hmm. It actually makes him uncomfortable. So, mm -hmm. so today in preparation, I was listening to a couple of ASMR YouTube videos. And he was like, if you're going to keep doing that, I'm going to have to go in the other room. Mm -hmm. and he's like I'm not being rude it's like it's just really making me feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. so people who are listening that don't know what ASMR is it stands for autonomous sensory meridian response um, the guardian referred to it as a feeling of otherworldly relaxation like your brain is melting in a good way 
Time Magazine says, it's a strange tingly sensation that some refer to as a brain orgasm. What other kind of orgasm is there other than a brain? <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I want a brain orgasm, but I don't know. Where do, where do the writers of this Time article think the orgasm happens? Well, it's not in your brain. Ever, all pleasure happens in your brain. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, how are you doing it? <laughs> you mean the, okay, you just rub right you, here on the temporal Yeah, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm, I'm wow, maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. This is a question. If you, if you were lobotomized, can you still have an orgasm? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Write in. Never if you knew I'd ever, ever, ever wonder that question. Write in if you know the answer or write yeah. us an email if we're total morons and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there was um, a woman on the internet that sort of started ASMR. Her moniker on the inter internet is okay, whatever. This was in 2007, but it hadn't been named yet. And then the term itself was coined in 2010 by Jen Allen, a healthcare IT worker. She came up with it. The okay, term. good for you, Jen, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So according to Wikipedia, autosensory meridian response is a tingling sensation that typically begins on the scalp and moves downward to the back of the upper neck or spine, a pleasant form of parasinesia. Is that how you say it? I don't know. It has been compared with auditory tactile senesia and may oh, overlap sure. with frisian. I was like, <laughs> when I read this definition, I had to look up all the words in the Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm like. I don't understand. So I don't know why they wrote it that way, but frisian means aesthetic chills or musical chills. Parasinesia okay. is skin tingles. And synesia is a perceptual phenomenon in which stimulation of one sensory or cognitive pathway leads to involuntary experiences in a secondary sensory or cognitive pathway. And I want that. It's involuntary. It sounds horrible, right? <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Um, it is most commonly triggered by specific auditory or visual stimuli and less common by intentional attention control. So again, attentional blah blah blah. What? Intentional attention control. So okay. I think what that means is people paying attention to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it means. But this whole thing is an internet invention, essentially. And it's emerged okay. on YouTube. This was this article was in uh, 2018. There at that time there were 13 million. ASMR videos that had been published on the internet and obviously the numbers are much larger now right so I okay. sent you some videos uh to watch of ASMR do you want to describe a little bit of what you saw no <laughs> <laughs> not at all it's okay so Here's what I'm kind of, I'm not saying you didn't do this right. I just wish you'd sent that to me before without any context. Just been like, watch this video. This is what our show's about next week. Like, Got I'm it. like, okay. Because it's so fucking weird. 
And I'm not judging people who do it. I'm not judging people who like it. We did a show about furries where I said, invite us to your convention, we'll show up. I don't judge. I find it so upsetting. (laughs) I, I find it so upsetting. I sort of couldn't believe it's something people watch voluntarily. And we're and you are you you're gonna talk about crime, right? Not just we're talking about true crime, not just well you, or do you want to get into that later? Because I'm trying to tell you like about the true crime stuff that I looked at. It was very upsetting. <laughs> Let's not talk about true crime ASMR yet. Well, oh, we're gonna okay. talk about that a little later first. Do people kill each other over it or is it crime related at all? Nobody okay, nobody I know of has killed anyone over it. But it's kind of like murderabilia when we talked about that kind of stuff. There's a new yeah. subgenre of ASMR that's popping up that's wildly popular where people are making okay. ASMR videos where they're whispering the details of crimes or they're reenacting actual crimes or pretending to be victims of crimes. What? That part as, I didn't see. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about. Reenacting or pretending to be. Okay. Like, oh, here's a here's a video of someone pretending to be stabbed to death or something like that, but in a whispering way or. Uh, wow. But I sent you a couple of videos. I, sent, yeah. I think I sent you like some of the stuff that's like really off and extreme, but basically with ASMR, it's a lot of people whispering. You have people crinkling things into the microphone or scratching Licking something for like an hour nails. Playing with their hair. Like somebody will play with their hair for an hour. It's like visual ambient or something. Or it can yeah. be auditory too, but it's like that, you know, in the holidays where there'll be like that fire TV channel, you can watch mm-hmm. fire crackle and listen to it crackle. That's what that is. Um, but it's yeah. just humans. Yeah. One of the more popular ASMR people on YouTube is Breadface. Um, well, I sent you a link. Why don't you watch Breadface? Do you want to describe what you're watching? Okay. So here it is. Bread face (laughs) i'm so glad i didn't watch this by myself that you were actually witnessing me see this yeah so here's what i'm looking at (laughs) it's on the right side of the screen it describes it bread face slow bread facing crinkling noises rough am asmr okay so i'm pressing play and I've got a gingham bra with a t-shirt under it. I'm looking at a green table with a bread in a... I wonder if that bread has human hair in it, like you said, but they all do. Okay. It's to have human face in it as well. Okay, this person is getting the loaf of bread out of a clear crinkly thing, or trying to, and unsuccessfully. <laughs> Which, at this point, I want to turn it off. But you, you're saying I have to watch this? Well, I just want you to kind of see what she's doing. So now she's taken the bread out. She's gotten the thing out of the the crinkly clear sleeve and now the bread's all stacked up. And this is like the least sexy thing I have ever heard of in my life. I'm I'm, I'm boring myself describing it. So now she's she's got uh, pink lipstick on and she's putting her nose. (laughs) Your description of this is what is she doing becky is, is now she eating stunned? it no becky is now stunned into silence by bread face <laughs> what is she doing she's gonna 
spend a long period of time slowly pressing that bread all the way flat with her face. <laughs> she. <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. She does all kinds of bread. That's oh my God. She has hundreds of these videos. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have lost our way. <laughs> we lost our way. <laughs> it's like, that looks like a tomato right now. <laughs> we are witnessing live as Becky has uh, an ASMR reaction to bread face. You can see she's completely red. She's are you, what are you telling me? She's that crying. This person calls herself bread face because she does this with bread every day? That's, yes, yes. For people to watch and be relaxed by. <laughs> You're relaxed, Robert. Yes, that's ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> you lost it. You totally lost it. Never anything. If there's anything dumber than that, I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> you just had like a little demon. <laughs> that's just like a weird demon laugh came out. <laughs> This is the next, the next video that pops up I'm in love with. It's, what the hell is she doing? Reacting to bread face vlog. And there's this, there's this guy holding a, a slice of bread against his cheek. <laughs> oh my God, Marie. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. That's, that's, that's. I don't, I'm just, okay. So a friend of mine who's into ASMR <laughs> recommended bread face. So I... <laughs> I just don't even know. Are we going to be able to recover from bread face? I don't think so. I think that's I think that's the end of my life. I'm done. I think I'm done. I think I've accomplished so everything I have to accomplish. I think there's nothing more. Oh my god. Bread face has ended this episode. <laughs> if you had told me how my life would end, I wouldn't have believed it would be some girl in a gingham bra pressing her nose into some you know, I think if you've really given me a choice, the face to die, that would not be like this. Oh my God, I just snorted. <laughs> we, we're in a situation now where we're accidentally, I think, making ASMR because we're going to make our listeners listen to us snort and giggle for 20 okay. minutes. I'm so sorry if you're still listening. I'm so sorry. I wouldn't lose you because this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I can't. Okay. People who are into ASMR pretty much say it, it cures 
oh. everything. And I have to say that watching Breadface with you actually just opened up my sinuses. <laughs> You're welcome. I just cured your allergies. Yes. I should start a YouTube channel where I watch people's ASMR and like can't handle it. I might get viewers that way. Oh, oh all my right. God. That was. <laughs> I mean, okay. That's just okay. fucking crazy. I don't even know. Okay. So while we're while we're on Ooh. it, which ones did you watch from the stuff I sent you? Okay. Well, I was looking for the true crime stuff, so I scrolled through and I looked at I looked at two of the true crime ones. One of them. I don't even know how to explain it. She was just like whispering at the camera. And I was like, Could you speak up? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and like, oh my God. So no, oh. I I'm like, what are you talking about? So there's so, a no, I didn't I just but I scrolled through the ones there was like a girl holding a mirror that she was licking. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see it, but I was looking for the true crime. Right, gotcha, gotcha. So there's yeah. a there's another one a, a popular thing is people will like make out with their microphone for 20 minutes like tongue their microphone and the sounds of that people like it's um here are some of the best known triggers this is from the asmr which is actually a website i guess it's like the okay. institute for asmr common triggers whispering the main focus on the stimulus is the sound rather than the words the whispering is such a singular trigger that thousands of YouTube videos are designed to trigger ASMR use this whispering technique. Soft talking, which I'm guessing soft talking is like whispering, <laughs> just slightly louder. I don't know. I don't either. This is soft talking voice is another popular trigger. When a female voice is used, soft talking voice is known to create a powerful SMR. It has to be a woman's voice though. Okay. Scratching and tapping. Sometimes nails can be used, particularly if a female has long, beautiful nails. So apparently nobody's watching, you know, ugly guys with dirty guy fingernails. Bites his nails. <laughs> like, yeah, just, okay. Physical touch. Physical touch is one of the most popular triggers. A gentle touch on the hand can cause a powerful ASMR response. Now, we're not talking about actual physical touch. It's watching touching that's triggering people it could be watching someone flip their hair around or touch themselves and so you feel like they're touching you your body reacts like they're touching you yeah yeah so um, personal okay. attention from someone they say like having your hair done getting a massage i mean that's not really asmr but maybe watching someone having that done uh hair play is another trigger Oh, this one you're going to love. It triggers you, but not in an ASMR way. Page turning. <laughs> oh, no. That, it's soothing? Is that what you're trying to say? These things are yes. soothing to people. Yes. So the way the ASMR Institute Online describes it is the brain releases endorphin neurotransmitter receptors, which inhibit pain and cause relaxation. These endorphins are stimulated whenever closely bonded individuals are brought together. They give the example of a child and an infant. But ASMR can simulate this child-parent Yes, reaction. I did read that, yes. That it's related back to how you feel when you're being caressed as a child or comforted or, yeah. So a lot of people say that 
they've been experiencing ASMR all their life. They've just never had a term for it. So one example people give is like Bob Ross. Did you ever watch that show? The guy who paints the happy trees? No. So NPR is uh, mentioned, Bob Ross, anything where people are talking in this sort of slow, methodical way. But I think this is where it gets a little hazy to me because like having someone provide a service for you, like do your hair or having someone talk to you in a slow, methodical way and all those things, it's not necessarily ASMR. I think I would say that ASMR is purely a phenomenon of the internet. And it goes back to something that we've been talking about a lot on our show, which is disconnection that people have in our culture. And I think the reason why I brought up ASMR as a fear, I know some people say that it, it's really soothing to them and it helps them, but it's concerning to me that people would find having someone whisper to them on the internet or someone touching their own hair on the internet as a way to experience things that you would experience normally by having human interaction. So going on with the topic, psychology today, which you know I like a lot, says some people doubt whether ASMR experience is real or just a result of recreational drugs or imagined sensations. Some have chalked the phenomenon up to a symptom of loneliness amongst Generation Z, who get their dose of intimacy from watching strangers pretend to put on makeup without having to interact with real people. There's not a lot of research on ASMR, by the way. Um, no, but, I know that. I tried to find some. Yeah. In 2018, a study recorded participants' psychological responses while watching ASMR videos. There was an obvious difference between those who self-identified as experiencing ASMR and those who didn't. It showed that ASMR experience was both calming, shown by reduced heart rate, and arousing, shown by increased sweating. This makes ASMR a different experience from simple relaxation, but also distinctive from the excitement of sexual arousal or the chills that happen when you hear your favorite band play live. Okay. So <laughs> do you have any thoughts on that? Or are you still thinking about bread face? <laughs> I can't stop thinking about bread paste. Um, I think, I think I, I get, I get what it's trying to do. And I think that's great. I think we're, all of us are so revved up in the world. We're anxious and everybody's just neurotic as fuck. And if something can calm you down in a way that doesn't rely on chemicals or whatever and it, you feel like it's giving you a result and I guess it's giving you a result you know like mm -hmm. I'm curious about here in the western world we don't trust things that we can't quantify and do all the data on mm -hmm. right which in some ways is great like get all the data before you give a vaccine but and maybe you can't quantify it and it's still effective you know like um I think that's a fair statement but um, I'm, if I'm going to say the other side of what I think, I'm wondering if there's more, if people are giving it more credit than perhaps it deserves, or if, like you said, maybe it can become a crutch where you just, maybe like artificial intelligence or a sex doll where you're never going to need to leave the house or touch another human again. Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's not good either. Yeah, you know, I unknowingly participated in what I think would be classified as ASMR. So in LA, people are really more into holistic approaches than in other places. I've had acupuncture, I've done uh, yoga, and I don't know, I can't get into meditation, but like the whole part where you're supposed to like clear your mind, it's just, I can never clear my mind. 
Have you ever tried guided meditation though? I have. You're not supposed to clear your mind where you're supposed to follow their visual imagery. Yeah, and Um, I'm laying there and I still couldn't do it. Like Cheetos are popping into my head or like, I wonder what this guy looks like naked or whatever. I mean, it's just literally, I can't. Yeah. So this close friend of mine, she and her husband were doing a lot of holistic things at this clinic. And it was all sorts of Western techniques for treating different illnesses. And there was this guy that she would see and she said, just come and watch. I think you might find it interesting. So you go into this room and I, I sat in the back. The guy let me sit in there, but he made some like comment, like probably some of this great energy is going to spill off onto you. So I hope you're prepared for that. You know, oh, thanks guy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like the most skeptical person. In the I'll world. brace myself for it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so she's sitting face to face with him really close and in a very soft, whispery voice, he's saying like empowering things to her like you're a great person you're this you're that you're strong you're capable but he's also mixing it in with um i don't know stuff happening with the cell towers and chemtrails and it was like oh oh, yeah it was out there but he's it's just this staring right into her face talking about stuff and then occasionally he's got this red light that he flashes on and off and, and like Occasionally he's holding her hand and whatnot. And this experience for her was very, it brought her mood up. It helped her in some way that to where- Did it rub off on you, all that powerful energy, like you said? (laughs) I I was fascinated by it for sure. And I will say that there was a a certain effect and and I've had this effect happen to me a few times. So I I definitely have triggers for it, but I did feel very relaxed and I did feel kind of tingly and numb, but it's almost like being hypnotized in a way. Um, There is a response that you get from this kind of interaction. Another example that I like to think of is at this one company where I work, the IT guy had the deepest voice I have ever heard in my life. And he talked in this very methodical sort of nerdy way. And when he would talk to me, I would just go into a trance. Like my whole head felt tingly. So I think <laughs> I think there is something to certain tones or triggers or things. And it happens in other things besides ASMR. It happens in therapy. It happens in meditation for some people. It happens in athletic activities for some people. But there's something about having another person pay attention just to you and in whatever form that is that where there's no reciprocation needed right so is there like this thing where people feel like they're being talked to directly is that what it is because I guess your brain can be tricked into thinking it's talking directly to you well I mean there's certainly some aspect of intimacy that everyone talks about when they talk about ASMR you know it's like it's all about tactile stuff it's about touching and but they're not touching you I They're know, not touching you. So They're on YouTube. <laughs> scientists have also looked at how our brains function during ASMR. A group based at Dartmouth College, researchers speculate that ASMR resembles the pleasures of social engagement and bonding. So, okay. So specifically about the type of people who react to ASMR, which obviously you and I are not those people. <laughs> well, you don't react either? No, not really. Okay. I mean, when you were watching the whispering, did you feel tingly or? I couldn't watch five seconds of it. So no, there was no tingles. Okay. 
I see. There's absolutely it, no tingles. I find it a little bit irritating. It's a lot irritating. That's why you find it irritating. Yeah. It's irritating. And again, I'm not judging people. If this is your thing and it makes you feel good and you're not losing human contact out there because you're depending on this, good for you. You know, some people get massages and that can make you feel that way too, which you hopefully don't have a relationship with that person. You still have your spouse <laughs> or your boyfriend, right. but it's like, if that works for you, it works for you. I just, I don't get it. And I certainly don't get how it's related to true crime or why I would experience a true crime whisperer. So what brought this topic to the forefront for us, because we do talk about crime and, and why should you fear this? And I had mentioned earlier that the episode where we talked about murderabilia and when things go maybe a little too far with your interest in true crime. And yeah, so there are ASMR videos. This is the, the new phrase in ASMR is people whispering either like crimes, actual details of crimes, like the story of Ted Bundy or the disappearance of a woman okay. or something like that. John Benet Ramsey or reenacting crimes or just pretend role-playing that, that they're victims of crimes, but in a very slow toned, soothing voice. Did you send me somebody reenacting being a crime victim? I didn't see I that. I did, yeah. I thought I'd looked at all of that. Okay, hold on. Well, I have, well, this one just loaded. It's just a guy laying there pretending to be a corpse and then somebody's coming around pretending to be CSI. That's, yeah. that's supposed to be so soothing I fall asleep. <laughs> I don't okay, so here. <laughs> I, I googled ASMR crime victim role play. So here's a serial killer victim role play. Sketch artist role play jigsaw victim role play i just wonder if it's a weird turning point for crime <laughs> okay yes let's talk about that because yeah. are we just talking too loud for people to want to listen to us is that the thing yeah. or are we supposed um, to here we go hello yeah <laughs> Wait. i actually feel like i might be here maybe it's more like I'm gonna put the picture of you doing that. I'm gonna get the picture of you doing that. I swear to God, it's really fucking creepy. You look like that girl from Blair Witch, you know, when she's just like, "Hello and welcome to Now Hear This with Becky and Marie." There is absolutely nothing soothing about that at all. Oh my God, all the things that scare the shit out of us. A few things that don't. Okay. sleep well yeah it doesn't right. make sense so what does what does asmr say about the person who likes it this is um psychology today a 2017 study compared 300 self-identified asmr experiences to an equal number who don't experience the sensation findings suggest that on average a big group of asmr people are more likely to be open to new experiences like trying strange new food, eating mindfully, and contentedly hanging out by themselves. Mm, okay. So can you train yourself to have an ASMR experience? And I've read a lot of different articles about this synesthia phenomenon, and a lot of people just have it within them. It's just a part of their brain chemistry. And it's not really something that you can learn. We might all experience ASMR triggers at a very small level, but people who really 
are really into it are getting a much stronger effect than say the average user. However, if you wanna dabble in it, there are services now for $100 for every 45 minutes, you can have in-person ASMR. This sounds like a living nightmare for you. Should and we do that? Doing? Like a spa day? We just go out and <laughs> ASMR together? <laughs> we could live broadcast. There's just going to be somebody staring deeply into my eyes and talking about the vapor trails of the planes that go above the... What are you talking maybe, about? Maybe. Do you think Breadface does personal engagement? Oh my gosh. She's going to come to your house and uncrinkle a bread loaf and make you stare at her while she sticks her nose in it. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not encouraging you to go and look at this thing, but if you do, it's the craziest shit. You, you can't even believe somebody actually thought of it, that somebody actually recorded it, or that somebody actually watched it. It's, well, you know, James is convinced that all of the ASMR stuff is sexual. And I, I something think- Something I read too, yeah. And there's I, something very sexual about it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it does involve attractive people, mainly attractive women whispering and scratching. But it's also, head. okay. So if that's the case, then why do we have a, why would I watch a crime reenactment? So a corpse just lying there. I mean, I feel like this is that thing, you know, where we have old lady alert, but is this just like where I, is this, is this the end of my life? Like, am I done? Am I just going to just stick a fork in me? It's over. Don't even bother. We don't have anything to say to you anymore. We don't listen to you anymore. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't know if we covered all of these triggers. Whispering, slow, gentle, increasing pitch, caring, monotone, mouth sounds, chewing, blowing, object related sounds, tapping, scratching, cutting, crinkling, caressing, handling. This is, this is just like a thing for people i don't uh, know who first decided to relate it to crime yeah let's talk about the let's talk about the crime the crime aspect of it so the woman that i had you listen to is a popular youtube asmr called she whispers in the article in mel magazine she was 24 years old her real name is shelly osborne and in her youtube channel she whispers the tales of mysterious murders and disappearances mm-hmm uh, Osborne, who originally started both watching and making ASMR videos to treat her own anxiety and depression, made the switch to true crime after realizing her audience shared a passion for cold cases and theories around them. And so she's like combining her two hobbies, ASMR right. and true crime. And she says the ASMR lens gives people an opportunity to interact with their existing interest in a slower, quieter, more digestible way. But then some of her listeners describe it, and this is where I go, this sounds a little sexual. Um, 30-year-old grad student and true crime enthusiast says, the fact that cases are being presented with my favorite ASMR triggers, whispering and crackling, makes it much more thrilling. It's like getting a promotion and finding out your crush likes you in the same day. More and more people are saying that watching murder shows has a relaxing effect on people. Um, it's the same reason why people watch true crime shows, to relax. It's supposed to be relaxing. It's supposed to relieve anxiety and depression. and thought. So watching Keith Morrison talk about it is not as relaxing as looking at someone whisper something you can barely hear. <laughs> So here's another, if you want to hear some more reasons why people like it. Do it. Yeah. So another person says it's a surefire way to focus and settle the mind. 
The slow, methodical nature of true crime investigation layered on top of already relaxing sounds of ASMR act like a filter for my thoughts. I find that the combination cuts out the static and background noise of my anxiety and stress of daily life and lets me concentrate on the story. Putting the puzzles together of a mystery is like Xanax for me. Well, that's why. I, I didn't get it until okay. just now. It's been, we've been here an hour and I've been all <laughs> old lady, like cynical, but that right. makes sense. It's just for me watching it. It's like, you know, some people will obviously everybody has their own little weird taste, right? Some people love to do things other people hate. I like to drive as long as it's open road and there's no bad weather. And Curtis hates it. He can drive at night. I hate it. He likes to cook. I can't understand anybody liking to cook. It's, I don't get it. So it's like that thing where if you hate it so much, you can't imagine anybody liking it. Maybe. So when I, when I first, I couldn't get past a minute of it. I couldn't get past a minute of it. I don't know if you watched any of those videos from any of those people. Cause I'm not going to pick on anyone in particular. I watched. Yeah, no, I've, I've watched just a girl like this going. And I'm like, could you speak up? Let's talk about, let's talk about openness to the experience. Cause yeah. when you just did that, like. <laughs> I didn't even hear my joke. I thought it was funny. No, sorry. I'm okay. sorry. I no, no, no. Go ahead. Tell me your joke again. Because you said let's be open to the experience, and I said no, and then you kept talking, oh. and I thought it was really fucking funny. <laughs> it was funny. It was. Funny. Thank you. Sorry. Okay, so go on. Um. All right. When I just did that, what you it made you want to kill me? Because I don't blame no, you. No, no. I'm saying I. I think if maybe in your private time, you should force yourself find one that that's not too upsetting. And force yourself to watch it and see if it has like a hypnotic effect. Does it have it on you? I don't know. I don't think so. No. See, part of the problem for me is that whispering is really bad for your voice. It's worse than yelling. It damages your voice. <laughs> right. And I can't get past it. I cannot get past it. you're really damaging your voice right there. Stop. Again, this is like teacher, you know, speech teacher person. I just. All right. Well, let me tell you what criminology professor Scott Bond, who is not as judgmental as you, has to say. Who is? <laughs> in Time Magazine, he says, because true crime allows us to experience fear and horror in a controlled environment where the threat is exciting but not real, with its calming tones and seductive triggers, it's possible that ASMR dilutes the threat even further than say a podcast a tv show um but he goes on to say that they're transforming these true crime stories into mild relaxing brain orgasms which is a little disturbing didn't we already deal with the brain orgasms yeah but it just got brought up again oh yeah let's talk more about that brain orgasms <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Say it again. I'm going to name the show that. <laughs> Another theory floating around is that ASMR fans share similar personality traits to people who are attracted to crime and that combining the two provides an outlet for them to interact with their darker selves in a controlled way. I like to interact with my darker self in a controlled way. That sounds nice. <laughs> One 2017 study found that people with strong ASMR reactions tended to rate much higher on scales of neuroticism and openness, which are two traits that also seem to be shared by criminals. <laughs> so oh, okay. to give an example of an ASMR bank robber video where an innocent looking girl tells viewers to get on the motherfucking ground in a gentle angel-like voice. Get on the motherfucking ground. 
breaking ground. If that's your angel voice, I'd rather go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> An angel voice? What the I don't, fuck? I don't know what that is. Is that when I girls don't, talk? I don't, like I don't, just, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> whisper softly or whatever her name is. Admits that people enjoy her whisper more than what she's actually saying. Sounds good. Yeah. So when I, when I thought of the topic, I was, I, I was like, well, maybe there's some murder related to ASMR. I'm sure there will be at some point, but that's when murder ASMR came up. And I was just like, I don't know. I do like watching true crime shows. So I'm contributing to the phenomenon for sure. But it's, yeah, it's disturbing to me when people are fans of it. Like, what are you a fan of? Like you can be a fan of like Keith Morrison or a fan of Errol Morris, but you're not a fan of crime. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. Right. I know. I know. I I know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a little strange to me. So when it, when it breaks into these sub genres of activities, I just wonder about the appropriateness of it because it, it puts the focus of the victim's and what really happened in the wrong place. Right. right. Like I, we're discussing on our show, we're discussing human behavior, why people do things. We're fascinated by why people commit crimes and how we can protect ourselves and how people can change that in our society, if it's even right. possible. Right. Um, so I feel like that's our focus, not the gruesome details of the crimes or or anything like that. And so taking true crime and like i mean why not let's rap about it on our show or maybe we can do a true crime musical theater or it's just starting to get bizarre right i think there is true crime musical theater isn't there (laughs) (laughs) probably probably let's it's it's just gotten to a point and i guess i am being judgmental i experience true crime however you want but i don't need anybody to whisper the gruesome details of a a murder to me for relaxation yeah i think there's so many aspects of this that make me go well i am really really fucking old that this is a thing and i don't i don't get it and i get that i don't get it and people are listening to me going why are you so you know shitting on the thing that i like and i love this stuff and you're an idiot and sure i absolutely know that i am an idiot i don't understand this stuff i don't know enough about it to judge it but that's what i do on this show is i just judge shit that i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) and so i i get that i'm wrong and you can just be you can just tell me how wrong i am but i guess maybe i i'm not familiar enough with it yet to quite put my finger on why it's distasteful in a way that keith morrison or even crime podcasts are not you know it's like there's something about it i guess yeah distasteful is the word for it for me i don't know it's just um but again i'm not judging you if it makes you relax and you feel better after hey it doesn't hurt anybody it's just or does it maybe it does i I don't don't know know. i mean like so the word neuroticism was used um yeah how would you describe neuroticism that that everything um not that everything bothers you but everything gets to you and you're constantly worried about the next thing even if it's good news um that everything turns into a worry or a fear or a anticipation of the worst. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> a lot of us have that, or at least to some degree, you know, they have anxiety and stuff. So. Yeah. So I, I think the thing that 
I just hope that something like ASMR doesn't make somebody more neurotic. It feels like a fetish in a way. And so many people that like ASMR say that the triggers come from their childhood in some way. I've, I've heard stories, for instance, HBO used to have this like real sex show. I don't know if you ever watched it. But it was god. just oh my god yeah that was back when we were in college uh we would watch it sometimes in the hotel rooms on trips <laughs> yeah yeah and there's another documentary i i'm i grapple with whether it's a documentary or if it's just like porn but it's called fetish and it's an hbo documentary about this company that makes fetish porn and it's okay. really really out there stuff and there's this whole group of people that have developed fetishes because of the internet and there's a pornography fetish aspect to asmr that worries me i'm not saying that that's the case for everybody hmm. but like to get a a brain orgasm or a tingly sensation from someone crinkling a bag of chips is a, a fetish and i don't know if that's healthy and mm, that's true and I, I think that it's better to to deal with whatever is causing your anxiety head on, your neuroticism head on, so that you can have actual experiences with other human beings. Now, if you use it every now and then as a sleep aid or whatever, someone whispering to you helps you go to sleep, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But when you start branching off into all this like weird, weird like, I'm you know, role-playing a whispering Teletubby or whatever. It's like, it's just getting really weird. <laughs> yeah. So I think the question is, if it helps you, I don't want to be judgmental, but if it really is a crutch for trying to deal with whatever anxiety you're having, it's not going to erase it. And just like any other artificial or manufactured way of receiving an endorphin or serotonin release mm -hmm. you have to have more and more of it to continually experience that exactly like the first time i saw bread face i had the same reaction that becky had it was a euphoric feeling of laughing and uh, snot free flowing out of my nose and was that the point was i supposed to laugh no no you're supposed oh, to because i'm like because that no. still releases endorphins you still feel good <laughs> so maybe maybe you did its job no i was i was being sarcastic but i'm just saying like if you watch bread face once it may do something for you but after a certain point are you still going to have the same feelings from bread face i don't know <laughs> like is this going to be when me and you are bored and we just we're depressed let's get a good laugh do you think if we pull up Breadface, it's going to have the same effect? I didn't think about that. I wonder if that's like going to be my now go-to if I really need to cheer myself up. Like, fuck you know what I think I'll do? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to show it to other people, watch their reaction. That's going to be my way of cheering myself up. Here, look at this. And I'll watch Curtis while he's watching it. And he'll be like, what in the actual fuck? I think oh. it's going to be something between us, to be honest, because I've had this before my best friend in high school and I watched this weird video that we rented and it was like you know how sometimes they just had underground videos that were produced by weird places and it was this comedian that was just telling bad puns and throwing broccoli at people and it was just absurd and we were watching it late at night and we were just punch drunk laughing and laughing and laughing and the next time we rented it and showed it to people they thought we were 
have lost our minds. <laughs> so I just I think that's, that. the, yeah. that's the bread face uh, effect you may get. I hate that when it's like, here, watch this thing. And then it's like, oh, you don't find it funny? I thought, it was, yeah. But I don't know how we reverse engineer all this. It's like so many things are happening with social media and how it's transforming our world in general, the internet from, you know, we've talked about the issues in politics where people get their news now from social media and from the internet, and it's hard to know what's true and what's not true. And where's the line between freedom of speech and telling lies to people? And similarly, how do we reverse engineer all of this people having anxiety about interacting with one another and everybody being on devices and not so it can, in a way, was it last episode? Yeah, the revenge episode where I was talking about old people yelling at me for using my devices. Yeah. And yeah. in a way, I understand their irritation with this because they're looking at it like people are not experiencing the world. Why, why would you be at the beach and not looking at the beach? You know, I get it, but where's the balance? You know, I don't know. I think every generation and maybe it's evolutionary for some reason maybe there's a definite science behind it but every generation just pisses off the previous generation and and the sky's always falling and everyone thought you know when this technology comes out everything's over and you know back in the whatever 30s when a lot of homes didn't even have telephones people were like oh that's going to be into social interaction you know you know it's like every new thing is going to be the end of days Maybe this, maybe this is it. <laughs> maybe this is finally it. <laughs> you're like, you saw bread face and you're like, that's it. That's it. You had we one have last... nowhere else to go as a society. This you is had it. one last brain orgasm <laughs> and, and Becky has broke out <laughs> over bread. <laughs> Curtis, Curtis is going to find me in my closet over here underneath yeah. my shoes. Yeah. Just that's done. I'm done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Done. I'll write a note to Breadface saying thank you for making sure that I knew when society was actually you're over. You're like dead on the floor with like this giant grin on your face. And like maybe maybe some brain matter dripping out of your ear. Oh, that's definitely. It's coming out of my nose for sure. All right. I think it's about time to wrap this up. Is there anything else we need to know about this this insane world we live in right now? Any more, no. any more judgments I can pass on? No, no, no. People who just want to live their lives and have no anxiety and I shit all over their yeah. ideas. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you should fear ASMR yet. The jury is still out on that one. Okay. But... I'll let you know though. We will keep you posted, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. The science is evolving. <laughs> so, okay. So I promised y'all that we would read uh, a review. I've only got a few that we haven't read. Let's see. Y'all go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and write us a review for us to read. If you give us five stars, we'll read your review. So this one was um, enjoy the banter between the hosts. Looking forward to more episodes. Interesting. They're both communication degreed. Gives the audience a clear and easy show because you can actually understand them and love the laughter as well. Aww. Well, if you love the laughter, this episode was for you because I couldn't stop. <laughs> There's like a 20 minute laugh. Like something. it was like seriously snorting laughs. That we're repackaging as ASMR. When, when I have a... <laughs> um, so ladies and gentlemen, what we would love for you to do is send us an email 
to fearless at nowfear.com. Tell us what you fear. We will start reading some of those next time. We keep forgetting, but we finally did read another review. You did write it. us a review, please, ladies it. and gentlemen. Please send us a, uh, give us five stars and write a nice review and we will read it on the show. And I, I'm really looking forward to more of those. I don't know how to like give somebody more incentive to, to write us a review and give us five stars because we keep saying it and people aren't doing it. What do I have to do? Write us a review. <laughs> Give us five stars. <laughs> Please don't look at me when you do that, Marie. <laughs> I can't take it. My hair, right? Are you playing with your hair? I'm playing. With- I'm gonna. I'm gonna crinkle a Kleenex at you. It's <laughs> <laughs> Just. How about this? You give us five stars and reference uh, the bread face. <laughs> Marie will eat bread on the show. No, no, no. If if you give us Marie five will, stars, Marie will I press will, her nose into it. What is it like? I don't even. I will. I'll press my face into focaccia bread. <laughs> is that what you call it? I don't know. Uh, like an olive focaccia loaf. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll wrap a, a baguette around my neck like a like a towel. <laughs> uh, I'll press. She'll look. She'll I'll look press, uh, Like those Long John Silvers. Um, no, it's not Long John Silvers. It's a red Red Lobster. The the cheddar buns. I'll press those into my eyes. Write <laughs> me with. Write us with bread-related suggestions that I can can do oh with my, my face. Oh my god! I can clean <laughs> my you... ears with some of those uh, like skinny breadsticks, you know, that they give you on the table. Anything, anything. Oh yeah, can... those little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, how about how about the? We'll start with. <laughs> let's start with the red lobster rolls. <laughs> You're just pressing. You really want to see me press red lobster <laughs> cheddar buns into my we need to be original. Maybe I could just buy some of those Pillsbury muffins that are like not cooked. And oh, the ones where you get where you psh, and they open. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the psh, that'll get people up, right? Just <laughs> oh the, my god. The psh, the can of biscuits. Oh, the biscuits. You need to start can. a YouTube channel with a can of biscuits where you're ksh, ksh, for like an hour and a half. And can we be the? We can be the. We can be the biscuit babes, right? Oh my god! How about the biscuit bitches? Actually, there's a restaurant. The biscuit bitches. That, we can't call ourselves that because they're not. Oh well, I, I said know. babes. How about um, judgmental biscuit bitches? <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm liking this, honestly. I think we might get more <sighs> stars and more likes if we start pressing our face into raw biscuits. So here's what y'all need to do to get Marie to do this. You need to you need to write us a review, mention the bread, tell us what you want Marie to do with bread. <laughs> it has to be above the shoulder. Hold, hold on, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It needs Involving to be above, just her nose it's above and the her shoulders. Eyes. Yes. I, I'm only doing things with bread above the shoulders. Fully dressed and not even, yeah. yeah. Other than that, just go to our website and subscribe there, fearthispodcast.com, for life-changing content. Absolutely. And the bread is guaranteed to have human hair in it. Just remember that. Oh, yeah. It's got to be fresh bread. You can't. I can't do human hair bread. No. No. 
please, no. Good luck. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that, I think we saved it at the end. <laughs>